What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm recording on Thursday morning during blank game week 18. There's still one more game to go, Arsenal versus Crystal Palace tonight. Then we've got a Saturday morning deadline for double game week 19. So double game week's always the most exciting part of the season. Originally, it was a Friday deadline this week, but with some of those fixture changes, which I'll talk about soon, it's now a Saturday morning deadline. So we've got a little bit extra time to make our decisions this week. So far in game week 18, Sheffield United got their first win and clean sheet of the season against Newcastle. Paul Pogba was the match winner as Manchester United beat Burnley 1-0 at Turf Moor. Everton won away at Wolves 2-1. Phil Foden and Kevin De Bruyne combined to score the only goal of the game as Manchester City were victorious over Brighton. Raheem Sterling missing a last minute penalty in that one, much to the frustration of De Bruyne captainers. And finally, Ivan Cavallero wiped out the Tottenham clean sheet with a great header to cancel out Harry Kane's opener in a 1-1 draw. I was just about to hit record this morning, made all my notes nice and neat, and then just before I switched on the microphone, the double game week changes were announced. So thankfully, I got them before I recorded. So I've got a few notes here that are scribbled out and I've got a few new ones here. So to sum things up for double game week 19, Southampton versus Leeds is off. So Southampton and Leeds no longer have a double game week. So if you've got the likes of Bamford, uh, Stuart Dallas, you know Danny Ings, McCarthy, the goalkeeper, these players now only have one game in the double game week. Aston Villa versus Everton has been postponed just in the last half an hour. So what that means is Everton do not have a fixture now in double game week 19, but Aston Villa still do have a double game week because what they've done is they've rearranged the Aston Villa-Newcastle game, which was postponed a couple of weeks ago. So this is good news if you are an owner of Aston Villa players, the likes of Martinez, who's popular, Ollie Watkins, Jack Grealish. I know a lot of people have Aston Villa defenders as well. So the bench boost idea was looking a little bit dodgy for game week 19 it probably looks a little bit better now for those that were planning to do it with those Aston Villa guys back in our thoughts so I'll get into that in a lot more detail particularly in the question section of this week's podcast if you're not yet an athletic subscriber you can sign up for just £3.99 a month by using the following link theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod you'll get ad free versions of this podcast in doing so There's been no new additions to the 59th Minute Club so far in Game Week 18. A couple of notable mentions as always. A couple of Sheffield United players. Chris Basham missed out on the clean sheet points. He was taken off after just 50 minutes. So frustrating for anyone who went with Basham on the free hit. Also Oliver Burke, 58 minutes. So he was very, very close. Looking back on Oliver Burke's season, he's got a 58, he's got a 57 and he's got a 55 So surely before long, he will be joining the infamous club. I'll be keeping a close eye on the clock in the Arsenal game this evening for any shout-outs from that one. 
A quick review of Game Week 18. How's it going for me so far? So I played my free hit. It's going pretty well, I think. 49 points so far with Leno, Tierney and Saka to play this evening. Currently, my rank has gone from 14k to 8.8k. So as long as things go smoothly tonight, I should stay inside the top 10,000. What I need is clean sheet for Arsenal, basically, and Wilfred Zaha to do nothing. But I can already see him running away in celebration after he scores. Hopefully that doesn't happen. The good and the bad, mostly good this week on the free hit. Diaz and Cancelo, double up, worked out well. Harry Maguire, six-pointer. Could have been a lot more frustrating to see that goal ruled out. Rashford, good to see him get the assist. De Bruyne, captain, not great. 12 points, but it's not a blank. So I'm calling that a win. Harry Kane with eight. De Bruyne, frustrating. I had a look at the stats this morning on Fantasy Football Hub. Five shots and three chances created in that game. And obviously, we were very frustrated to see him not take the penalty at the end as well. Given how poor Sterling's penalty was, I think it's safe to say De Bruyne should take the next one. The bad, just two blanks so far from Son and Bruno Fernandes. Now, I, I say bad, but probably good for me because I didn't captain those players. Effective ownership, you know, a lot of people captain Bruno and Son. So even if they did get points, I probably would have went down in rank. So... If I was going to pick two players to blank this week, it would have been Bruno, Son or Kane, who obviously did well because I captained KDB. A quick watch list update. So far, I've added four players and I've removed five players ahead of Game Week 19. The players added are two from Manchester United, Harry Maguire, 5.4 million. He's got a double Game Week coming up and Manchester United have good fixtures afterwards as well. As we've seen in that Burnley fixture, he's always a threat from set pieces as well. Paul Pogba has been added for the first time this season. He's 7.7 million. It's the best I've seen of Pogba in a United shirt for quite a long time. So hopefully he can continue to put in good, consistent performances. He's owned by just 1.4% of FPL managers. A goal and an assist in the last two matches. So, like I mentioned with Maguire, United have the double game week. They've got good fixtures ahead as well. So, if you're looking for a differential, Pogba is not the craziest idea. Also, two added players from Fulham. I was very impressed by Fulham watching them against Tottenham on Wednesday night. These two guys were on my watch list earlier in the season and they're back on it now. Ivan Cavaliero is 5.3 million. And Adamola Lookman is 5 million. So very affordable uh, differentials here at Fulham. Cavaliero, great goal against Spurs, great header. We think he's on penalties as well. Uh, Lookman, he came off the bench in that game, but I would imagine he should start most games from now on. He is a cracking player. Great assist, great skill on the wing, superb cross with his left foot, and a great header from Cavaliero. So those two caught my eye in that game. The players I've removed from the watch list this week, Eric Dyer, quite simply because he's a very boring FPL pick. He doesn't offer much going forward. Pedro Neto is gone as well. He was only really on the watch list with that blank game week in mind, but I decided not to go for him in the end, thankfully. Don't really see myself bringing any Wolves player anytime soon. Raheem Sterling is gone for obvious reasons. 11.4 million for someone who doesn't start every game. No thank you. Calvert-Lewin is gone because he's injured and Callum Wilson I removed also. 
But I did remove Wilson before that double game week was announced for Newcastle. So I think if you own Wilson, you can probably keep him now for double game week 19. But I don't see myself bringing him in. Quite simply, he's a very, very good player, but he's playing in a poor side. So I don't really want to own him in FPL. Moving on to the Twitter questions now. I noted all of these down before the fixture changes were announced, but I had a quick look through them and I think they're all still viable for this podcast. And I'll just adjust them as I go along. So the first one came in from Lee Thompson. How many double game week players would you need to justify using the bench boost with all the fixture changes? So yeah, I know a lot of us were setting up with that wild card, or, or maybe not even with the wild card in game week 16 to bench boost in this double game week 19. And I still think it's it's viable, but it really is team dependent. It depends what players you have and how many issues you have now with those fixture changes and maybe injuries and COVID issues and stuff like that. How many double gaming players would I want to have if I was bench boosting? I think 10 is a good number to aim for. If you can have any more than 10, that's great. But I would be quite happy to bench boost this week with 10 players who play twice and then five single game week players. I know a lot of people have Leeds assets and Southampton assets now who only have one game. But, I mean, if you've got 10 guys who play twice, I think I would still go ahead and use the bench boost. The main reason I like using the bench boost this week is you get it out of the way because I hate being held hostage by the bench boost chip. If you keep it for later, you still have in the back of your mind for the rest of the season until you play the bench boost that you need to look after your bench players. But if we play it in double game week 19, we get it out of the way and then for the rest of the campaign, we can just focus on our starting 11 and we don't need to worry about the bench players too much. And I think that's a pretty good strategy given how uncertain this season is and how much things are changing um, I think if you're in any way in a position to play your bench boost this week I think you should go for it and get rid of it so you can just focus on the starting 11 then for the rest of the season even if you need to take a, a couple of hits I think that's absolutely fine as well so, but yeah 10 plus I think is what you should be aiming for in terms of double game week players question from FPL Noble Gent if you're not bench boosting in game week 19 is triple captain a good option or is it better used elsewhere? And if 19 is good, who would you be looking to give the armband to? So yeah, I think there'll be a lot of people now who were planning to bench boost and maybe they won't now because they have maybe a lot of single game week players and injury issues. You know, players like Charlie Taylor, there's some doubts. There's other guys as well that you maybe are not as confident playing your bench boost chip now, especially with fixture changes and we can set our team up perfectly before game week 19 and for all we know there could be more postponements during the game week as well or more players you know disappear to self-isolate so it is a pretty scary time to use the bench boost in that sense but for me i think i'm leaning towards going ahead and using it if you're not going to use it would i triple captain i think i probably would because i think there's plenty of good options i think salah is probably the standout even though his form and liverpool's form hasn't been great i like kevin de bruyne as a triple captain option this week as well. A couple of people mentioned Bruno Fernandes. He is on four yellow cards. I'll come back to him because there's a question coming up. I can see it here. Um, I don't think I would triple captain Bruno Fernandes because he's on those four yellow cards and could miss the second game if he picks up one against Liverpool. So yeah, if I wasn't bench boosting, I'm pretty sure I would go ahead and triple captain this week just because 
I think when a game week comes, a double game week comes along, you shouldn't let it pass by without trying to maximise it in some way. Yes, there's an argument to be made. Keep triple captain for later. There will be more double game weeks for good players and good teams. So I think it really is up to you. But personally, I think I'd be playing it this week if I wasn't going to bench boost. Next question came from Rob Roberts Facey. Where do you draw the line taking a hit to make this double game week worth it in terms of using the bench boost? Rob asks, would I minus 8? Would I minus 12? So where would I draw the line? I think if you want to go ahead and bench boost and you need to take a couple of hits to make yourself stronger in order to do so, I think a minus 8 is absolutely fine. And I think in particular, if you're selling a player who, let's say you've got an injured player, they're going to get you zero points in a double game week. If you're taking a minus four to get rid of them, for someone who has a double game week, if they play both games, they should get you four points. So there's your hit paid back right away. All you need is anything else, one attack in return or one clean sheet from the player you bring in to make that hit justified. So absolutely fine, especially if you're selling players who you know are going to get you zero points in the double game week. But overall, I think I'd be taking at least a minus four myself this week. Uh, to get Kevin De Bruyne in. Before those fixtures were rearranged, I was looking at getting rid of Ollie Watkins as well, which would have made it a minus eight, and I was quite comfortable to do so. You know, I don't take many hits as an FPL manager, but every season I do end up taking a few around the blank weeks and the double game weeks, because I think that are th- those are the easiest times of the season to do so, because you're making yourself stronger. Also important, if you're taking hits for players that... You want to have long term as well. You know, if you're bringing in a player for a minus four that you want to have, give me 20, 21, 22, that makes it much easier to go ahead and take the hit as well because you're not just taking it for this week, you're taking a long term hit there. So it gives it, you know, more time to pay itself back. So I would probably draw the line at minus 12. I don't think I've ever taken a minus 12 in FPL, but this week, I think if it's to set yourself up for the bench boost, like I said, if you're taking out players that are going to get you zero points, I think you can justify a minus 12 this week as well. But once it gets to minus 12, any more than that, I would just probably hold off on the bench boost, play the triple captain, you know, avoid the hits and just play the bench boost later in the season. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Question from Henry. Would you say a Man City defender is essential? Are they worth a minus four? I would say yes. I think if you don't have a Manchester City defender at the moment, you'd want to get at least one of them in for the double game week to cover yourself because they just keep churning out the clean sheets. They're the best defence in the league. They could easily keep two clean sheets in the double game week. So I think a minus four is fine. And that goes back to the previous question. If you're taking a minus four for someone like John Stones or Diaz or even Cancelo, you know, you're not just taking it for this week. You're you're probably going to own them for the rest of the season. So I think a minus four for a Man City defender is absolutely fine this week. Question from Hassan. Is Michaela Antonio worth a chance in the double game week? My answer to this one is yes. Spoiler alert, Michael Antonio could be coming into my team when we get to the transfer section. It was good to see him get 90 minutes against Stockport in the Cup on Monday. West Ham have probably the best fixtures in the double game week. They've got two home games against Burnley and West Brom. 
And they've also got good fixtures after the double game week as well. So I think Antonio, now that he's got 90 minutes in the cup, I'm willing to take a punt on him for the double game week with those nice fixtures. Question from John FPL. Is Fernandez ruled out as a captaincy option now that he's on now that he's a yellow card away from missing the second part of the double game week? Kevin De Bruyne is also a doubt for two fixtures if Villa can't shake the COVID issues. Is Salah now the sensible option? I think Salah is probably the safest captaincy option now, or Manny if you have him, um, given what John has mentioned here. But what I would say is I don't I'm not too worried about Man City versus Aston Villa. Um, it's the best part of a week away. That fixture is on Wednesday, January 20th. So I think Aston Villa should be okay to play that fixture. You know, maybe there'll be a couple of guys missing. That's the other issue with Aston Villa. There's a good chance we, we won't find out who, who had COVID and what long-term effects they have. So there's bound to be one or two Aston Villa players that miss out in the double game week because of those COVID issues. You know, we've seen it with other clubs. Players like St. Maximin and Lascelles at Newcastle have taken a long, long time to come back from their COVID issues. So keep that in mind as well. But I don't, you know, I'd be quite happy to captain De Bruyne. I'm not worried about that Aston Villa-Man City game getting postponed. I think we've got enough time between now and then that Aston Villa will be able to put some kind of team out for that one. Bruno Fernandes, he's on four yellow cards. I think that's enough just not to captain him now because he's the kind of player, he jumps into tackles, he gets booked very often. Obviously, that's why he's close to a ban. So in that Liverpool fixture, you know, he could easily get booked and that is not what you want. You know, you don't want him missing that one and then missing the easier. You don't want him booked in the Liverpool fixture and then missing the easier game of the double game week. So I think if you have him, you keep him. You hope for the best that he doesn't get that yellow. But when you've got the likes of Salah and De Bruyne's options, Vardy as well, there's other ones who will play both games, you, you would think. I don't think it's worth the risk on Bruno Fernandes in a double game week when he could end up just playing one of them. So yeah, all the signs probably do point to the Liverpool guys as the safest picks, but I think De Bruyne is absolutely fine as well. Question from Lee. Would you bench boost if you have three outfield Leeds players who now have a single game week at home to Brighton? Yeah, I think I would. Um, I've only got two Leeds players. I've got the goalkeeper and I've got Patrick Bamford and I'm still planning to bench boost. I don't mind that they've only got a single game. Different story if it was a single game against City or Liverpool, but they're home to Brighton. That's a very good fixture. I expect Leeds to win that one. I think there's a good chance they can keep a clean sheet against Brighton as well because Brighton don't score many. So, for example, if I had, let's say I had Dallas, Rafinha and Bamford, who a lot of people have, I would still bench boost with those guys. I would be quite happy to go in with those guys as single game week players because they're a good side and it's a very good fixture. Question from AJ Price. Is Salah a must-have for the double game week? In my opinion, I think he is. I think a lot of people are going to go without him because his form hasn't been great. Liverpool haven't been great. And it's quite hard to get him back in if you don't have him. I know a lot of people probably already sold him for... KDB last week and may do the same this week as well, which is justifiable as well, I think. But we know what Salah can do in FPL. He's been doing it for a couple of seasons now. And I think when you boil it down and ask yourself simply, do I want to go into a double game week without one of the best players in FPL over the last couple of seasons? The answer is no. So I think if you can get him in easily, I would. And obviously, if you have him, you keep him. He's obviously a very good captaincy option. He's going to be captained by a lot of people as well. So just think about the damage Salah could do if you don't own him. That's the way I'd be looking at it. And 
just to protect yourself more than anything else, I think I think he's a player we should own for the double game week. Question from FPL Boogle. With double game week 19 plans, bench boost plans almost definitely in the bin, is there another upcoming game week which you have earmarked as the next best opportunity to use it? So yeah, I noted down this question before the announcement. So Boogle may be going back on his plans now. For example, if he's got a couple of Aston Villa players, maybe his bench boost plans will be back on. If not, anyone who is not going to bench boost this week, you know, game week 26, I think, looks the next best time to do so. Double game week 26. Um, so we could use our second wild card in game week 25 to set yourself up for a game week 26 bench boost. And by then, things should hopefully be a little bit calmer in terms of you know cancellations and postponements and, and players self-isolating and stuff like that. Hopefully we're at the peak of COVID in the UK right now and things will hopefully improve as the weeks pass by. So there's a, there's a strong argument to be made. Just don't play any chips at the moment and just wait until things calm down. I think that's absolutely fine as well. But 26 is looking like another good time to bench boost if you don't want to do it this week. Question from Tom. Is not using bench booster triple captain this week too risky? Again, I probably just covered that in the previous question. I think it's absolutely fine. You know, personally, I think we should play a chip this week, either a bench boost if you're well set up for it or if you can get there with a hit or two. Or triple captain, I think is pretty good game week 19 as well. But again, on the other side of the coin, there's a lot of uncertainty. Things are very unpredictable at the moment. Keeping bench boost and triple captain for later in the season is absolutely fine as well. Final question. This one just came in after the announcement from FPL Sponge. Does the Villa double game week make assets like Grealish and Watkins strong options considering the fixtures they have afterwards? So Sponge mentions here... After the double game week, Villa also have Burnley and Southampton away. Then they've got West Ham and Arsenal at home. So the fixtures are pretty good for Aston Villa in the short term. So yeah, obviously Grealish is back on the radar now. Watkins, I was going to sell him. I'm going to keep him now because he's got a double game week. Um, If you've got Martinez, great news for you. You know, you've got him now for a double game week in 19. And then you can probably just keep him for the rest of the season. So yeah, definitely does make the Aston Villa asset stronger. Like I did mention though, we don't know which players had COVID, so don't be surprised if one or two of them don't turn up in double game week 19. Game week 19 captaincy now, I think it's got to be a player who has two fixtures. So lots of options. I've mentioned Salah and Manny. They've got Manchester United and Burnley, both home games. So Salah and Manny, very strong captaincy options this week. Bruno Fernandes has Liverpool away and Fulham away but we've mentioned his yellow card situation. You don't want him to get booked against Liverpool and then miss the very nice tie against Fulham. Although it's not as nice as it was a few weeks ago because Fulham impressed me big time against Tottenham. So I think that's enough to put me off, Bruno. Number one, the fixtures are not amazing and he has the four yellow cards as well. Kevin De Bruyne has Crystal Palace and Aston Villa, two home games like the Liverpool guys. So De Bruyne is a very strong candidate here as well so I think it probably is between these two you either go for De Bruyne or you go for Salah or Manny depending on which one of those you own the other options Jamie Vardy he has two home games as well against Southampton and Chelsea but he is yellow flagged at the moment he had some I think he missed the FA Cup game due to some issues with that hip of his hip and groin issues I think it was so you need to get an update from Brendan Rodgers on that one before you go Vardy 
So yeah, don't 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 uh, don't buy Vardy this week until you get an update from Rogers because Rogers could easily come out and say he's he's not fit. So Rogers is usually pretty open in those press conferences. So hopefully he will give us an update on Vardy's fitness. If he is fit, he's always an option for the captaincy in a double game week. Timo Werner, if you have him, I don't know why you have him, but if you do have him, he is an option. He's got Fulham and Leicester two away games. Mikel Antonio, who I think a lot of us will buy this week. Two home games, Burnley and West Brom. He is a differential captain option. And a Manchester City defender. You know, I, I don't think I've mentioned a, a defender for captain on the podcast this season. But the way they're defending, you could go for someone. I don't think I'd go Cancelo because you'd be slightly worried that he wouldn't start both of them. But Stones or Diaz, you know, if you get two clean sheets out of those guys and even one attack in return over the two games, you'd be on for a pretty good captaincy score. Now, don't do it and come back and blame me when it goes wrong because 100% I will not be captaining a Manchester City defender but I'm sure there'll be some people out there who do it and I can see why you would be tempted to do so but when you can captain Salah, Mane or De Bruyne would you really want to captain a Man City defender? I don't think so. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think who I'm going to pick. I think I'll be on Kevin De Bruyne. That was my initial plan. I was going to captain him in the blank game week 18, which I did. And I was going to bring him in for a minus four and captain him in the double game week as well. So at the moment, I will be looking to captain De Bruyne. But Salah could wrestle it from him before the deadline. It'll be between those two for me. I'm not going to go crazy and captain Antonio. I think owning him will be enough. That brings me to transfers. Like I said, before the fixtures were changed, I was looking at a minus eight, but the Aston Villa news helps me. And I think it will will allow me to do just a minus four rather than a minus eight because I was going to sell Watkins, but I don't think I have to now. So I think that news today has made my transfers a lot easier. I'm going to sell the Spurs guys, Kane and Son. It's not an easy thing to do because they've been so good this season. But I just think when there's a double game week, I want to attack it with double game week players. I think it's also slightly easier to lose Kane and Son when they've got Liverpool the week after game week 19 as well. So they've got Sheffield United in the double game week away and then they've got Liverpool in game week 20. So I'm going to lose them reluctantly and bring in two players who've got two fixtures. So what I'm looking to do is it's go- I'm just going to be keep it pretty simple. Son and Kane will go. Um, Kevin De Bruyne will come in and probably get the armband. And Mikel Antonio will come in to replace Harry Kane. Now, obviously, Kane could outscore Antonio in one game versus two games, but I'm going to bank on Antonio starting both and doing well because it is two very nice fixtures. If I bring in De Bruyne and Antonio, that brings me to 13 double game week players plus Meslier and Bamford. So I'm quite lucky. I haven't been hit too hard by the changes or with injuries, you know, little things like not going, for, you know, getting rid of Balbuena um, and going for Loughton over Taylor, things like that have played into my favour here. So I'm looking in pretty good shape for a bench boost. Um, I think, you know, the reason I haven't been hit hard is because I don't have any Southampton players. I didn't go for Southampton on the wild card. And I only have two Leeds players when a lot of people have three Leeds players. And I've got no injuries or suspensions to worry about. So that means I'm going to go ahead with my plan. I never expect much from the bench boost chip anyway. So, you know, I, I do like the idea of just getting it out of the way. Because then when I wildcard, when I when I play my second wildcard, whenever that is, I don't need to worry about bench players. I can just focus on the starting eleven make that as good as possible for the rest of the season and I'm not held hostage by still having that bench boost chip. So 
I'm looking at 13 double game weekers, Mesley and Bamford, who both have a good fixture, so I don't mind using them as part of the bench boost, and hopefully it will be a big one. Thanks as always for taking the time out of your week to listen. I hope you found it useful in some way. Please leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening to. If you'd like to hear another podcast from me on Friday night, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Good luck for Double Game Week 19. Let's hope it's like that one a few years ago when some managers scored more than 200 points. We can only dream this week. More than likely it'll be an average of 50 points and we'll all be crying come Game Week 20, but hopefully not. The next episode will be to preview Game Week 20, will be released most likely on Friday, January 22nd. We've got a little bit of a gap between the deadlines of 19 and 20, so it looks like Friday, January 22nd will be a good time to release that one. Talk to you then. In the meantime, stay safe and enjoy Game Week 19. The Athletic.